Praise the Lord. We know that's the truth, don't we? It wasn't for the grace of God. I can't imagine where all of us would even be, where we would, no telling. We'd be like the rest of this crazy world we're living in. We'd be out of our minds. You know that people are insane, right? I was reading today where that this rich woman had um, left her dog $500 million, and that dog died, and, but it had fathered a pup, then um, the pup was the second heir of the money, and then um, it died, and then another one got the rest of it, and now the dog lives in a uh, house in Tuscany, and it also has a mansion in Florida, which a movie star used to own. I'm just, I'd like to figure out what the people who take care of that dog do. I mean, you know that dog ain't making them decisions, but the thing, headlines and the caption said that the dog is selling its mansion. And I thought, they think we're crazy? Can you imagine how many hungry people that money would have fed? How many people could have been helped if they would have donated that to medical science of trying to find cures for this and that and the other? But they said, this dog has one of the most beautiful mansions in Tuscany and sleeps in this gigantic oversized king bed. And whenever he wakes up of the morning, he looks out on this panoramic view. I'm thinking, y'all are nuts. You imagine a person like that stands before God? What they're going to answer for? For all of the humanity that they could have helped and they give it to a dog. I ain't against dogs, but I'm against millionaire dogs. God made a dog to be a dog, not no millionaire dog. Hey, friends, you don't fault the dog, you fault the idiots that's in charge. We're in an insane world. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Let's turn tonight to Genesis 22, 15. Enough of that bad stuff. I mean, it's happy to be here tonight. Amen. Happy to be in church. Isn't it an honor for us to be able to come together and worship the Lord and sing and pray? And Oh, my. I love going to church. Let's get in the Spirit by the help of the Lord. Genesis 22, 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thine son, thine only son. Now, I want you to notice now, God is going to give him this tremendous blessing, but it's also linked to something that Abraham did. So he wasn't just a guy that just sat around and waiting on God to fulfill his word. But Abraham believed that there was things that we could do and it would actually move the heart of God. And when God renders this blessing, God doesn't say now because you're chosen, because you're elect, because you're foreordained, because you're predestinated. But notice how God links this. For because thou hast done this thing. What was this thing? The cross we was talking about Sunday. Something that is avoidable. 
not inevitable, something that is avoidable, but you choose to do it because you know he wants you to. That's a cross. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thine son, thine only son, even though he had more than one son. Right? But God says he's only got one son. Why? Only one covenant son. That in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. I'd like to take the scientific things that they have done. I'd like to take the natural achievements sometime, when y'all have time, and list them for you. And show you how that the Palestinians, the English, the Brits, whoever around the world that hate the Jews have been so blessed by this divine promise. It's absolutely amazing and incredible the things that God has given them. You understand that right now out in Arizona, there is a machine that's setting out on the largest Indian Reservation in America. It is a machine designed by Israel. They brought it to the Navajo Nation. It is a machine that makes drinking water, pure drinking water, out of the air. Not desalination, but out of the air. So it sets out there and they're going to bring one and another and another. Why? Because they broke into the understanding that in the air is what? Oxygen, H2O. So they designed these machines and they brought them here. Why? We got folks giving their millions to dogs. I say, praise the Lord. May God bless them. Is that right? It's absolutely incredible. Why did God do it? Because of this man's faithfulness. Now turn with me to Genesis 24, 60. This is when Rebecca now is leaving her home to go to be married to Isaac. And they blessed Rebecca and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Wow. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Wonder how they knew these words. Abraham had not been back home, Brother Darrell, since God gave him this promise. And here Rebecca didn't even know that much about Abraham and Isaac, but she is the wife of the promise before she ever meets the promised son. That's another sermon within itself. So I'll tell you tonight, bride, not only is our groom going to possess his gates of his enemies, and he did, but so is his Rebecca. 
I mean, I'd like to be remembered tonight in prayer. Let's just go to the Lord, if you would. Hold your needs, your request. Heavenly Father, it's such an honor for us to be together. Lord, I thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the light of the age, the truth that you've given to us, Lord. We are so blessed to be able to sit under the auspices of the evening light. We're so thankful, Heavenly Father, that you have called us to yourself. We know with this calling comes a tremendous price to be the beloved of God, to be the elect of God, means that we are honored to walk in a spot that other people would not even really desire to, and they couldn't even if they desired it. But we also know with that blessing can come great difficulties. Because as you were tried and tested, so must your beloved. Insomuch that she is typified by the great gold, although malleable and soft and beaten. And yet no other people will be tried as her, for she must be like her Lord and Master. So, Father, we count it an honor. Lord, we lift our hands tonight, signifying needs, requests. Lord, you see these prayer claws that I have in my hand tonight that I'm going to preach with. Lord, you see, Brother Jeremy, contact me. Dear God, these needs and this family, we're asking you tonight for your mercy. Lord God, that you would just meet them. Lord Jesus, we pray also for those that are sick that maybe would long to be here tonight that can't be. For those that would stream, may the presence of God go there and meet the needs of your people. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus we ask it. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you, children. You, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. We know that the end time, it's, this is not the first sequence of events that has been upon the earth that would actually be categorized as the latter times or the latter days or even the end time. Actually, there's been many changing of dispensations and times before us that would have been called the end times. What I love to look at and whenever we talk about the end times is that when we say the end time, it does not necessarily mean the end of time itself. But it is the end of time for certain people for certain dispensations, for certain events that have been allowed to go on, and then they will stop and other events will start. So what is an end time for some is actually the beginning of time for others. What would be the end time of certain dispensations? 
and for certain things to happen on the earth, such as the Andalusian destruction. It was an end time, but that did not mean it was the end of time. But it was the end of time for that order that had been on the earth for many hundreds of years. But it had come the end time for that order to cease. But it was the beginning of a new day or a new time. So the covenant must now change from what it was up to the Andalusian time. And then it's going to move over into the Noahic covenant. Then it would come, of course, on down to the Abrahamic. Then it would come down, of course, to Israel and on down to the covenant that would wind up with the Lord Jesus. And we know that whenever we see the world coming under the spirit of the last days, they're doing all kinds of crazy things, as we said before. And we see the spirit of rebellion that is so rampant. We can see that our jury on on the side of the wrong. The people of the earth are the jury and they are saying what they believe should happen to right and wrong. By their actions, by their lives, by the way they live, by what they choose to do with right and wrong, they are the right in the jury of time. The legislator God will determine their destiny based upon what they do, being the jury, with his truth. They will judge it and say what they wish to say. But the good thing about it is, at the end time of the Gentiles is the beginning of the return of the dispensation back to the Jews. Also, the end time for the Gentiles, and we see Russia, how they're moving 100,000 of their troops right up to the border. We see the great four powerful nations have just met with the great games into the oceans, and they all oh, hadn't been done for many, many years. And they're there to flex their muscles to China, because China is also flexing hers. Don't you think that the nations of the world do not see that America is the weakest she has been in decades? They do not fear us like they did before. They know the kind of man we have in the White House. They know the kind of man that we have. We know the kind of people that we have, the way the political parties will lean one way or the other. And you watch them. No doubt it is a parallel symbolically. And it must, the nation, our nation must appear weak before Israel will ever and the rest of the world will ever enter into that spot before Russia will feel that she has the upper hand. America must project weakness. And if you don't see it now, you're as blind as you can be. Because it's all around us everywhere. Our enemies are judging us by what they see us do. They're seeing the rebellion. They're seeing the governments from one to another. They're seeing our people cry out against police. They don't want police no more. They don't want this no more. They don't want that no more. What is it? It is the same cry that was uttered thousands of years ago in Rome. 
And when Rome was not conquered from without, but Rome fell from within. America has got a great army. She's got a great navy, a great military, a great this and that and the other, but her mortals are the lowest that they've ever been since she became a nation. And it's easy to see by those that are even our friends and those that are our allies when you hear what the French are saying about us and what Australia are saying and the Brits are saying about us. And these are our allies and they are afraid because they see the most powerful nation in all the world and they see all the inner turmoil that's going on. But friends, what is it? It is a sign of of the end time. But you see, we're not getting under the spirit of politics. We're not getting under the spirit of arguing and debating and fussing and fighting, but we are under the spirit of the rapture. And we know the bride must take the rapture by the word, so it will be the word that is allocated for the end time. So we're, we're more, where we should be about just thinking about, well, this person said this and this one said that, and it hurts our hearts as Americans to see the way our nation is going, but we cannot stop it. It's prophecy, it's inevitable. But we see also on the other hand that we're either going to get on one side or the other of the end time. With the end time, it simply means that it is the end of time of this dispensation. The governments of the world must come to a change. Politically, Israel will lose her greatest ally that she's had for years and years, which of course is America. And we can see there are already saying things or already already the nation of Israel has had more laws passed against them and more rebukes from the United Nation than all the rest of the nations put together. They've had hundreds of things brought against them and yet you've got people like Iran, you've got people like all the rest of these we got people like China that are building solar panels by slave labor. It's proven and yet our government just simply turns a blind eye to it. Uh, Why? Because it's supposed to be that way. That's right. America's got to get weak. I know it hurts our feelings but you might as well say amen. And how will Russia ever feel emboldened? Because America will phase out. How will it be whenever America becomes destroyed? Then Israel's greatest ally will be out of the way and it will allow the nations of the earth and the armies of the north and Gog and Magog will come down and they will go to push against Israel. How will they do it? Because America will not be there to defend them. Because when the rapture takes place, and the sixth seal opens up and the power of God moves and the earthquake takes excuse me, earthquake takes place and all the things happen, you know, one thing right after another after another. America will be so reeling by one impact after another, she will not be able to defend Israel or nobody else. And whenever the bomb goes to dropping and annihilates millions of people at one time, then it will allow Russia to move into her power. Oh my, and what will 
fully do, then the Lord Jesus will be called out of heaven at the end of the tribulation period because all the nations will gather together and there I will gather them and he calls for the vultures and all them to come and say come and feast on the bodies of these mighty captains and generals because they will feel emboldened because America will disappear. But before America disappears, I will have already disappeared. Amen. So will you if you're alive and remain. Is that right? So the end time isn't just always bad news. But with it, of course, comes bad news. But it really depends on which side of the end time events that you are on. Now, there is a spirit of destruction. There is a spirit of slumber. There's a spirit of devastation. There's all kinds of things that are going on. But at the same time, there is a spirit of possession. There is a spirit of freedom. There is a spirit of us coming to a recognition of who we are and coming to our place in Christ Jesus. Will it be easy? Of course not. It's never been easy for the people of God, but why should it be? We are the army of the living God. We don't expect things to be handed to us on a silver platter. Notice that the quote we've read for a couple of weeks in question and answer 54 will come down about the middle of it. The world's got to get in the spirit of the last days before the last days can come. And we're in the spirit of the last days and God's promise that these things would be here and that's what we've got. And men and women, he says, are sitting asleep and they don't realize it. So we know then that we're not the first people that have come to an end time or a dispensation change. Now whenever God had made the promise to Abraham the promise that we just read there and God told him that he would sleep his people would go down and be in bondage for 400 years and then God would bring them out. Now when God goes to bring the children of Israel out it is actually a sign of the end time for the Egyptian rule over the people of God. It's a sign of the end time for a lot of things that have been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. But the sign of the end time for Egypt is a sign of the birth pains for the children of Israel. And it is also the beginning of a new time. This is why whenever they come out, they actually start their calendar according to the months and the time they leave. Now can you imagine? They've went by however long this calendar has been on the earth and they went by for hundreds and hundreds of years, yet when the children of Israel come out, God tells them, now tell what I want you to do. I want you to start changing your calendar. And we'll say it like this, the Julian calendar that we know, being January, February, March, April, May, of course, in the last month being December. But yet with them, when God brought them out, God said, I want this to be the beginning of months. Now it was the end time for Egypt, but it was a new beginning for Israel. Don't you see? You see what I'm saying? So it runs in a parallel that is there sadness, is there destruction, is all these things? Of course there are. But it depends on which side we are going to be as the people of God. Amen. 
So when God is getting ready to bring them out, look at all the plagues, look at all the trouble, look at all the things that are happening in the land of Egypt, and look at all the blessings that are going on in the land of Goshen. So it was an end time for Egypt, but it was the beginning of a new day for the people of God. So God said, then this will be the beginning of months. So this is why their new year is a total different time than ours. Uh, the Israelis do not separate the new year on January the 1st like we do. Because they celebrate it when what? Based upon what? The time of their deliverance. So when God brought them out, then he said, let this be the beginning of the new year, the beginning of the months, and they still to this very day celebrated in the same way. So it is an end time, but it is an also the beginning of a new dispensation. Now, whenever God decided that he was going to uh, do this, even in them getting the land, it was going to be in increments. And God made the promise of what they would get. And he said, God originally wanted the promise to be from the Mediterranean all the way over to the river Euphrates. And it would go from Lebanon, plumb up into the north on the northern side of Mount Hermon. And God gave them, this is the boundary, which may I remind you, that none of the kings or none of the people of Israel ever enlarged themselves to go to every square kilometer a mile, whichever way you want to measure it, into the boundaries that God gave them. Now, where the land is today is nothing compared to the original inheritance. And God meant for it to be from the Mediterranean all the way over to the Euphrates, which come where? Right in the land of Iraq, modern-day Iraq. So what is it that God wanted them to have? Now, will they have it? Absolutely, they'll have it. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will live there in that land, in the land of the millennium. Because I proved it to you here Sunday that God did not just give that land to the children of Israel, but he told Abraham and Isaac and Jacob they also would get the land, and they will. God keeps his word. Now, when God is going to do this, he knows that it must be in increments or dispensations by which he'll bring it to pass. So God, of course, calls the prophet Moses out to bring them out. And Moses brings them out, but we know redemption has two stages, and that is coming out of and going into. That's the full cycle of redemption. And God used Moses to bring them out, but Moses was a type of the law, and the law could never take them in. And God gave them grace before law, but but they wanted law, something they could do. So then Moses gets angry, of course we know, and God tells him, now because you've done this, you are not going in the land, and you are not going to positionally place the people in the land, but I want you to get your minister. Now the Bible calls Joshua, Joshua, Jehovah Savior, the Bible calls Joshua Moses' minister. Several places, Leviticus, Numbers, Exodus. So he was Moses' minister. So he was a minister that ministered unto Moses, and he will minister thereafter Moses. So whenever God calls him, he allows him to enter into a place to whenever Moses is fixing to leave, God said, now tell what I want you to do. I want you to bring Joshua up there, and I want you to lay your hands on him, and I want you to impart some of this glory upon him. Now God speaks several things to Moses about Joshua. But God also is going to speak to Joshua about Joshua. Amen. Now listen, God spoke to Moses about Joshua, 
But God is also going to speak to Joshua about Joshua. You see, I don't want just a religion that's just talking about Brother Branham or just about Paul or just about, I want a God that's so personal that he can talk to me about me. Well, come on now. Do, do you want your inheritance or you want to just spend the rest of your life rallying around what God gave Paul? Or you want to spend the rest of your life rallying around what God gave Brother Branham? Well, it's evident that many of the message people, that's where they live. They rejoice in that. That's all they think about. That's what excites them so much. It's just, you know what Brother Branham was and Brother Branham did this and Brother Branham did that. And I do too, friends. I thank God for what Brother Branham did. But I find in the message that Brother Branham was not just pointing to himself, but he was pointing to us. That there would be a people, Brother Darrell, that would actually take the inheritance of what God gave them to be. Now what's this when Moses dies, and I actually listen to Joshua chapter one. Now, I actually read something here just a week or so ago, and it come from headquarters, and they were trying to tell us, you know, the, the value of preachers not preaching and all that sort of thing. But it was actually saying in this article that I read that had Joshua had a tape recorder, that Joshua would have just pushed play. Yeah. But if Joshua would have just had a tape recorder and played the five tapes of Moses or books, whichever way you want to call it, what I'm fixing to read you tonight would not have been on that. Joshua chapter one, verse one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant. What? Dead. Now, why is God being disrespectful to say that Moses is dead? God ain't being disrespectful, he's being honest. Now, whether you like it or not, Moses' ministry was finished. Amen. Not the word that he brought. But God said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now Joshua, if he had a tape player and he would have sat there and he started pressing play and he'd have played the book of Genesis, the book of Exodus, the book of Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, this would have never been on the tapes. Amen. Right, right, right. Boy, I get, I'm gonna get it after this, ain't it? Now, you want to argue with the Bible, go ahead. But this is in your Bible, too. If you read it, you'll find that it's there. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan. Now, he would have not found this on the tape either. Now, God told Moses that Joshua was going to do it, but God never told Moses when. Amen. So you see, God told Brother Branham, Brother Darrell, that he's going to be a bride on the earth in the last days. And he told us, if you'd like to listen to it, a God called man in 1958, that God was fixing to send a revival. And he said, God won't do it until he can get men, that he can train them on the backside of the desert and raise them up. Wonderful sermon, if you'd like to hear it. And he's telling about what God is going to do in the future. Well, you know, as Moses talked about Joshua, so Brother Branham talked about us. And guess what? This is what I hear when I push play. So me pushing play does not mean that I don't have an inheritance. And if you don't push play, I say shame on you. 
Well, praise the Lord. And if all you hear when you push play is just about Brother Branham or Brother Branham's family, you need to stop it and get down and pray through and then push play. Amen. Amen. Then you'll realize there's more to this, friend, than just God saying, behold, I send it to you, Elijah the prophet. But it's to turn the hearts of the bride of Christ back to that original word. Now notice, if, if, if he would have simply played what Moses would have said, they would have never went into the land because Moses never told them when to go over. Ah, You see, if Joshua would have played only what Moses said, he would have never stopped the sun because Moses never said that. Praise the Lord. I can see why some folks want preachers to sit down and quit preaching because really a preacher cannot preach on pornography if he has to have a quote to back it up. Because you won't find Brother Branham mentioning the word. So a lot of the sins and things has crept inside the message that you have to have a quote to back it up for people. Well, preachers simply wouldn't be able to preach it. And it's much easier to pick out a sermon that was preached in 1958, dealing with conditions in 1958, than it is for God called anointed man to stand there and preach with conditions that exist in 2021. Well, praise the Lord. Now look, but they are not going in the land without the word that Moses brought. Don't think that they are going beyond Moses. They are not going beyond Moses and they are not going in the land without what Moses said. But they're taking what Moses said under a dispensation by which Joshua, which the prophet said, was a type of the Holy Ghost. Is that right? So the Holy Ghost not bringing a new message or a new messenger or an eighth day messenger. I don't know about you. I'm not looking for some other prophet to rise on the scene. I don't see no Malachi four and a half or Malachi four and three quarters or Malachi four and five eighths. I see a Malachi four five and the next thing I see after that is rapture time. I'm not looking for some evening light messenger to come from the West Indies and come riding across the West, false prophet. I'm not looking for some great man to rise from Louisiana or from Johnson City or from Illinois or from any other place. The mighty God is the one I'm looking for to come and take the bride out of this place to her inheritance. Now notice, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, 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 now. Play the first five tapes of Moses all you want to. You'll not find the word now that God now tells them it's the sequence of time to go. So if they just push play, push play and stay because that's where they'd have been, on the other side of Jordan. Push play and stay. Well, glory to God. That was a good little thing, wasn't it? When alive, I like that. Push, play, and stay. Unless, of course, you're going to do what the, the tape says once you do push, play. If you do push it under the influence of the Holy Ghost, you won't push, play, and stay. You'll push, play, and go away. Amen. 
Now notice, so he said, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon. So you see, they could not stay on the other side of Jordan and just push play and stay, but it had to be synchronized with feet. It had to be synchronized. Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. God didn't say what you believe. God said where you step. Now look, God had gave them the title deed by the spoken word, but they will not get possession by spoken word. They'll get possession by fighting for every inch of ground they get. It's the same way with you and I. Not only will you fight to get it, you'll fight to keep it. Once you get a place in Christ, you'll fight every devil in hell to keep what God's give you. Well, praise the Lord. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. Now see, this is what you give when you actually push play and obey. So it takes you right back to what the prophet of God said, but it tied the people with their inheritance to the great prophetic utterance. So it didn't stop with Moses and they just stay on the other side of the Jordan. Oh, glory to God, God sent us a prophet. I'm telling you what, God sent us a prophet. I'm telling you, man alive, are we blessed? God sent us a prophet. God, man alive, did y'all know that? Did y'all know that God sent us a prophet? Wow, dog. I mean, how come y'all ain't on your head or something? God sent us a prophet. Well, tell me what he said, somebody. Notice in Joshua chapter one, verse five. And there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy... Oh, no. You mean God now is actually going to use somebody else? I'm daresome to say it. Isn't this taking away from Moses? No. People think it takes away from Brother Branham because God's got preachers all over the world. It's one of the greatest proofs. Look at this message, friend. It's not backed by denomination. Look at this message. How in the world? There's not a denomination in the world that could compare to what God has done. Look, coming come from a, a man that was illiterate in the eyes of the world and uneducated, that never built a college, that never sent out missionaries, that never done in this. How in the world did it get around and around and around the world? It has been through persecution. It has been through all kinds of things. It has been through folks that tried to make him a liar and a false prophet and the word is still standing stronger today than it's ever stood before. Oh, there may not be a whole lot of us but that don't change one thing. Let them write their books. Let them put their trash on YouTube. It don't change us at all. While they're rolling in the flames of oh my, the tribulation period, we'll be sitting down at the marriage supper of the Lamb enjoying the presence of God. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Now play the first five tapes of Moses and you'll not find this quote there. Uh Uh-oh. Be strong, be of good courage. Now God had told Moses to tell Joshua some of this. For unto this people shall 
divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. So what's he doing? He's bringing the message in the now. In the now. So instead of just staying on the other side of Jordan and push, play, and stay, what are they doing? They're pushing, play, and they're getting ready to cross over and take their inheritance. And Joshua is now saying, well, I'll tell you one thing. We don't even need Moses no more. I'm the man of the hour. Oh, no. Oh, no. No true man of God in this message is ever going to leave the prophet messenger. What a man does, you know right there you're sitting under a false teacher. be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to hear, to listen to, to do. According to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Does that sound like a man leaving the message to you? Does that sound like a preacher that's getting away from what the prophet said? No, it's a man that's standing up there in the now, Harry. He's in the now. What was it? It was time. They mourned for Moses. They mourned for all of them. But now the time of mourning was past. Now it's time for you to get your inheritance. How are we going to get it, Joshua? We're going to go exactly the way the prophet of God said go. Oh, listen what he tells him to do. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night, therein day and night, that thou mayest observe. Ah, God's a to-do God, ain't he? To do according to all that is written there, and for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and have a good courage. Be not afraid. Oh, he must have been experiencing some human fear. Oh, my. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Yeah, this is why I want God right now in the now. So the Lord God can encourage me when I get down. Don't you want a God that can encourage you on a personal basis? Oh, notice this. The prophet in the possessing the enemy's gates. We are Abraham's seed. And we shall possess the gate of our enemy. No matter what the enemy is, God gave the promise. Now look, in this time, Joshua and them is coming in. But guess what this signifies? This signifies the end. The end time has arrived for the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the seven major great nations. It is their end time. But it is the beginning of a new day for the people of God. Oh, glory to God. Healing's your possession. Salvation's your possession. The Holy Ghost is your possession. And there's great thousands of preachers and so forth in the land today that says that's not so, but the seed of Abraham knows it's so. Then wade right in, possess the gates of the enemy. God said they would, they believe it because it's a promise. His seed shall possess the gate of the enemy. Now you'll go through testings and trials. And Joshua stood there loyal. 
The little fella said, I don't care how big they are. I don't care what kind of spear they got, how high their city cities is wall, how great it is. Our promise is that the gate will be possessed by the seed of God's children. And we're going to, <laughs> glory to God, we're going to over to take them. We're more than a match for them. Oh, that's the true seed. Then come down to the very edge of the water and they can look across and see Jericho. Between them, when Joshua had his army ready, there was a gate and that gate was called Jordan. But the promise of God is good at every gate. No matter what the gate is, God's promise is good. He shall possess the gates of his enemy. That settles it. He come to the Jordan. That was his gate and he possessed it. Some of these mornings I got to come down to that last gate too. You got to come down to the Jordan, but the seed of Abraham shall possess the gate. No matter what it is, he shall possess the gate of his every enemy. Can you imagine him dealing with the thought, I'm not Moses, I can't do this. I'm not a great prophet like Moses was. I, I can't do what Moses done, how can I ever do it? He had to possess the gate of the negativity, feeling inferior. He had to possess the gate. I'm not a man like Moses was. They were rebellious against Moses. Well, Lord have mercy, what will they do against me? All he knew is the prophet of God said go. And he knew that God come and confirmed that to him and said as I I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Is that what God said? Joshua didn't think how wide Jordan was or how muddy it was. He said, gather yourselves together and sanctify yourself. Take the ark of God and go forward. He possessed the gate of the enemy. Why? Because he was taking, listen to this quote, you're talking about powerful. He was taking a promised people to a promised land by a promise of God. Taking a promised people to a promised land by a promise of God. Look friends, if we are alive and remaining and I'm allowed to be your pastor and be alive, I am taking a promised people to a promised land by a promise of Malachi 4 and if I go before you, there'll be another man that'll stand here and maybe he'll be honored to do it but we are going to take our land why? It is God's promise to us just like Joshua. So let's push play. Let's fast forward. Let's rewind. I don't see nowhere where Moses mentioned anything about the captain of the Lord's host. Which Joshua said he met. Uh-huh. I don't have a bit of problem saying why Satan wants us just to push play. I don't have a bit of problem saying why he wants every God called preacher to send down because you'll never come to your inheritance if they do. Well, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now notice what Brother Ram said, why he was taking a promised people to a promised land by a promise of God was the children of Abraham. That makes a Baptist feel like shouting. Hallelujah. Abraham's seed shall possess the gate of the enemy. Joshua also, after he had trial at Kadesh, 
come back and 90% of the minister said, we can't take it. Joshua said, we are more than able to take it. Him and Caleb, he was the only two out of two and a half million. So you imagine two and a half million people left the message. And one day, Joshua and Caleb said, suit yourself, we're going on. That's what you want to do, go on, make your YouTube videos, go ahead and write your books, go ahead and do whatever you want, do all your podcasts, you and your pod both will be cast into hell. Yeah, go ahead, do what you want to do, blaspheme a God called prophet and blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Damn your soul to hell, go ahead and do it. That's what you want to do, that's up to you. But for me and my house, we're serving God. For me and my house, it's not the end of my life. It's not the end of time, it is the beginning of a new day. Oh, hallelujah, the bomb's flying, don't scare me. The devil doing all he's doing, ain't gonna scare me. It is the end of time, but it is my my birthright. It is the channel that I'm being born again. Hallelujah. Word by word by word. Hallelujah. Out of my way, time. Out of my way, devil. Out of my way, sickness. What did he do? He came down to Jordan holding him in the holding him out of the promised land. Jordan was holding him out of the promised land. Your sickness, your disease, holding you out of your promised land of health. But he possessed the gate of the enemy, why? Because he took God at his word. He had a trial and he believed it. He knew God kept his word, so he possessed the gate of his enemy. No matter how big you are, what the opposition is, what the doctor said, God give the promise, it's up to God to do it. What did he do? He come down to the river Jordan. He possessed the gate. That's what he did. Jericho closed up like a turtle in a shell. Don't you love these theological types? Closed up like a turtle in a shell. What did he do? He possessed the gate. Every whole night, every one day when his enemy was trying to take him, he possessed the gate of his enemy so much he commanded the sun to stand still. And the sun obeyed him and never turned for 24 hours. So when they crossed Jordan, there's another big gate in front of them. Jericho. Joshua chapter two, verse one. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim. Two men despised secretly saying, go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came to the harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Now even though Joshua had received a promise from God that God was gonna give him the land, <laughs> he did not consider it a breach of faith to send out some spies just to see what we're gonna get into. Let's just see how big a victory this is gonna be. This is kind of understandable. Why don't you notice he never done what Moses done? 
Moses sent from every tribe, but he sent two hand-picked, hand-chosen preachers. You see, once you receive a revelation from the will of God that God is on your side and God's gonna see you through whatever you're doing, it does not mean that you as the people of God, you don't send out spies, that you don't go to a doctor if you need to, you don't do this and that and the other. Once it's a revelation to you from God, then that has nothing to do with the promise you're gonna get well. God heals by surgery, God heals by medicine, God heals by music, God heals by love. The prophet said, God heals. So it does not exclude human action. What gets us in trouble is whenever we rely on human action over the divine will of God. Now let me read you a little bit about this gate. Jericho is located by an oasis. It was two hours journey to the west of the Jordan River along the wadi called Kelt, K-O-E-T, six miles north of the Dead Sea, and it guards the strategic passageway between the Jordan Valley and the central hill country to the west, so it's very strategically important, including Jerusalem, about 15 miles west to southwest, and also Bethel. God's purpose was not just to get the land. Glory. But God had a daughter there that was ordained to life. They needed military information, but they was packing seed information. Now, isn't it strange that a woman like this, a harlot, you say, why in the world would they go to a harlot's house? Well, think about it. It was a strategic advantage because a harlot's house had all kinds of strange men coming and going. So it wouldn't have seemed as obvious from the mental aspect, and maybe they're thinking, well, you know, let's go here, maybe they saw her on the street and they could tell by her dress the way she was that she wasn't the right kind of woman, but she was a seed down in her heart. Her body just hadn't caught up yet. Now, this woman had a lot of liabilities. She was a Gentile, an Amorite. She was a prostitute, and she still told lies. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. She was a pagan, but she had one thing going for her. Her name was in the book. Well, glory to God, that sounds like a bunch of us. Liars, drunks, married three and four or five times and, you know, doing this and that and the other and out there in the world and the devil himself done gave up on us. But God said, nope, that's mine. That is mine. You can't have them, the devil. No, no, that's mine. Hallelujah. Well, there Rahab was down inside of there, but she had heard that there was a God in Israel. Oh my, as a result of whatever it was that she heard, she believed that, and I found this, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal, that in one of the translations in the Bible that quotes Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes from hearing the message. from hearing the message. Glory to God. So instead of getting under the spirit of destruction, 
she got under the spirit of freedom. Now it was, oh glory to God, it was the last days for Jericho. It was the end time for a lot of those people. Oh glory, and it was the end time for her life. But it was the birthday also for another life. It was the dawn of a new day because the seed of God would raise in her heart under the message of that hour. Oh my, there was people everywhere and they were scared to death of the children of Israel. Not her. Somehow she got under the spirit of freedom. I wish somebody here tonight would join me with that. Some of y'all was under the fear of COVID and under the fear of this and terrified of that and scared. I wish somebody would get under the spirit of freedom and say, praise God, I've been set free. I'm not who I was. I'm not the same old person. Watch, and the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, there came unto me, there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were, And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, the gate, the gate, when it was dark that the men went out. Whether the men went, I walk not. Pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them in the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. Now remember, she takes her own life in her hands by sheltering these spies. So it's an evidence of her faith in the Lord. But guess what? Because she had enough faith to believe in the things she had heard that God done, just like with us, this work was not an instantaneous thing that tore everything out of her. The work of grace is a progressive work that comes in stages. Now, she believes God, but what has she heard about? Now, if you know anything about the heathen religion, you know that lying was not an uncommon thing. It was a very common thing for many of them that didn't even think it was even wrong. So she heard that there was a God and heard that there was a supernatural, but apparently she had not read that one commandment, thou shalt not lie yet. Notice, and the men pursued after them the way to Jordan under the forge. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out. Go ahead. Shut the gate. And before they were laid down, uh uh-oh, she came up unto them on the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the capital L, capital O, capital R, Capital D. How did she know this name? I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Well, don't look like she's having too much of a problem with fainting. She's kind of having a testimony service here. 
So you see, others are fainting. Others are terrified. She's getting sanctified. <laughs> they are horrified. She gets justified. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was the end time for Jericho. But it was the beginning of a new life for Rahab. What's the end time going to do for us? You see, God had already spoken this in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24, by the lips of his prophet Moses. Rise you up, take your journey, and pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I have given that into thy hand, Sion the Amorite, king of Heshbon, his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven who shall hear report of thee and shall I'll tremble. Now God's proven his word. And what will they do? They'll be in anguish because of the... Now most of us don't believe this, but this is the way it is with demons. They're scared of you. Not you as a human. You as a Holy Ghost-filled child of God. You that has got the most powerful, powerful weapon that God ever put into the hands of men and women. Prayer. Oh, when you get down to pray, the weakest of you, and hell trembles and shakes. For we have heard how the capital L-O-R-D dried up the water of the Red Sea. Ah. And how many years was this ago? Don't you understand them weaklings? The fear of them was already on them years before that. But it took them decades for that old generation to die out. God's word was brought to pass even though they didn't believe it. The dread of the children of Israel was already moving on the people. They said, we heard this years ago that you all, that your God, when you come across the Red Sea under the administration of Moses, we heard it and we were scared to death then. Oh, that's the report they was given. And then those that left the message were saying, oh, we're like grasshoppers. We're like grasshoppers. Oh, we can't do nothing. We can't do nothing. But that's not what they said. They said, we're scared to death, you all. We were tickled to death that y'all backed off. We were tickled to death y'all quit praying. We were tickled to death that y'all just kind of laid back. When ye came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that run the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed it. as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. You imagine them old boys sitting there writing all this stuff down? Because of you. Did she say us? Yes, she said us. Glory to God. I can't wait to get back and preach this. Hallelujah. I can't wait to get back and tell Joshua, this is what they're saying about us. <laughs> this is why they fear us. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above. 
and in earth beneath. Now you see, during this time frame, the way the Canaanites operated, there were city kings. So the king of Jordan would have been the king of Jordan alone, unless he went out and conquered another city. So it was city kings, and they also had local city gods. And then they had gods that was upon the mountains. Then they had gods that was in the valley. Ain't you glad you just got one? It'd be my luck to take the God of the mountain and I'd wind up in the valley and I'd be godless. Oh, but praise God, I'm so glad I just got one. So whether I'm in the mountain or on the valley or in a fish's belly or wherever I am, I've got the only God I ever need. Oh my, I forgot my fish God. Oh my goodness, I forgot my poison chicken God. Oh, here I've got food poison. Oh, I don't know what to do. No, my God is good from everything. Amen. From death to resurrection to life to whatever you have need of, he covers all of our needs. Oh. The army of Israel had not even crossed Jordan yet. But Rahab stated in effect, the conquest is as good as over. Maybe you're sitting there tonight so sick in your body you can't hardly move. Maybe you're laying in your bed and you can't hardly even move. He said, but Brother Donnie, it sure don't look like it. It don't feel like it. But you look beyond that, my brother. You look beyond that, my sister. And if you only knew on the other side of that trial, them demons are scared to death because they've seen what happens when a son or daughter of God believes. They have seen what happens, hallelujah. And even though you may have to confess it for a long time and you may have to be like John, John Ryan was, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, God heal me. Praise the Lord, extra, extra, God heal me. And he goes in, you know the story. And he finally goes into the barber shop there one day and the barber said, hey, I hear you going down there and saying the Lord heals you. Yeah, praise the Lord, the Lord heal me. And the guy soaked up his face and fixing to give him a shave and all of a sudden the Lord opened his eyes hallelujah out John runs John Ryan right down the middle of the street why God chose that time for John Ryan to possess the gate of blindness hallelujah God chose that time for him to possess the gate of blindness and that devil had to turn his sight loose Now therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I've showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my Father's house. And give me a true token. That you will save my life, my father, my mother, my brethren, my sisters, and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. It's the end time. But that's not the way she looks at it. For her, it's a time of revival of life. She could go around and tell everybody else, y'all may as well plan your your funerals because you're going down. But I ain't going down. I'm living. And the men answered her, our life for yours 
If you utter not this our business that it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and treated with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through a window for her house was upon the town wall and she dwelt upon the wall. So the city covered about eight to nine acres. There's archeological evidence that there was double walls around Jericho, 15 feet apart. And Rahab's house was up on the wall. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet. Now look at this word for scarlet. The Hebrew word is Shawnee. Shawnee. Crimson. Properly the insect Cocos illicus. The dried body of the female yielding coloring matter from which it is made the dye used for cloths to color scarlet or crimson. And each one of them little females would produce a drop or so. Glory to God. Thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou hast led us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. Listen, the prophet says it this way. Now when Israel come over the river Jordan, now try to catch this. When Israel crossed over into the land, the promised land, there was a Gentile woman that we know as Rahab the harlot, and she asked for mercy. And she received mercy. She received mercy as long as she stayed under that scarlet cord. And that's the only way she could have mercy. It was a sign, a token that was given her. We have a token today also. We're safe as long as we stay under our scarlet cord, the blood of Jesus Christ. As an individual, not a group, an individual. And we must stay under that scarlet cord of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews eleven thirty one. by faith the hearted Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. All the rest of them is anguish and sorrow and sadness and depression. And she was getting life, peace, deliverance, freedom, and a token. I resent it. I resent it. And I'll preach against it as long as I've got breath in my body. It is contrary to the word of God and contrary to the message to say that playing a tape replaces the blood of Jesus Christ. No tape is your token. If God, all you needed was a tape player, then the Lord Jesus died in vain. All God needed to do was set up mass production of tapes and get you a tape, but you needed a blood that had a life. Hallelujah, the life is in the blood. In this case, it was not the female, but the male Christ Jesus. Look at Rahab. Rahab said, have mercy on me. Spare me. I don't want to die with these unbelievers. I don't want to die as an animal. I want to die in the arms of Jehovah. I believe you're God because he's both God of the heaven and the earth. He does visible things. He makes things real. I've never seen him do it. Listen to this. 
I've never seen him do it, but I believe it anyhow. Think of it, brother. She had never had, well, one quote book. She'd never held a Bible. She'd never seen God perform a miracle. She'd never seen God even do one divine healing, but she believed with all of her heart. She had never seen any of the works of God. She just heard. Others had seen it. She believed by hearing it. Now she said, I want favor for me and my father and my mother. They're both old and crippled up. I got some brethren. I want to have faith for them. And the spies. Uh-oh. We won't hear this quote quoted very much. But I'm good at quoting these kind of quotes that don't like to be quoted by those who don't like these types of quotes. I like to quote them types of quotes because it really stirs up hell. And that's one thing I was born for, to stir up hell. Anybody else in here with me born to stir up hell? And the spies, the preachers said, yes, he's coming this away and we're going to take the land. Now, if you want to get them saved, get them in the house. Hallelujah. If you believe it, go get them. Get them in here. For we'll not be responsible if they're in the streets. But you get them in the house and we'll be responsible. Hallelujah. Where that little red cord, oh, glory to God. Where that little red cord was to hang down the window, we'll be responsible if you'll put them in the house. And you know what Rahab done? She possessed the gates of her past. I'm telling you one thing. I had myself a little private spell the other day when the Lord spoke that to me. She possessed the gates of her past. She possessed the gates of her memory. She possessed the gates of the former teacher. Glory to God. She didn't even have a promise yet that she could even come. But somehow something rose up in her. She possessed the gates of her wrong upbringing. She possessed the gates of her heathen ways. She had to possess the gates. I'm not worthy. I'm no good. I'm sorry. I'm rotten. I'm no kind. I'm a harlot. You ever notice that when you read about her in the New Testament, the Bible still identifies her as a harlot? The book of Hebrews, the book of James, even on the other side of the cross. It's amazing, not because she remained a hearted there, but that identity. And she was one of the great, great grandmothers of King David. Married a mighty man in Israel. And God chose through her in the natural lineage to bring Christ Jesus. Praise God. Day one, day two, day three, day four. Here they go around every day. Praise God. It's trouble. It's bad. Oh, look at all that bad out there. To her, she said, praise God. Looks like deliverance to me. They were shaking in there. They'd eat their sausage biscuits, scared to death. They'd drink their Dunkin' Donut coffee. My goodness. They was just having spasms. They couldn't even enjoy their coffee. They couldn't do nothing. And there she was. Oh, come and dine. The master called her. Come and dine. Oh, we can feast at Jesus' table all the time. And they said, what in the world has happened to that woman? She's absolutely out of her mind since them guys come through. She got that, that rope cut out her window and they tell me no matter what you do, she's just out there looking 
looking up at it said, hallelujah, glory to God. I think I liked her better when she was going down to the old horror church. I mean, I liked her better when she wasn't like that. The woman's one off of her mind. She must have joined some kind of cult. They said them guys come in there talking about a prophet and a message and all that stuff. I believe I'll get on YouTube and make me one of them their tapes, you know, of why I left it. You better get on YouTube and say, why I left Jericho. Oh, there ain't going to be nobody left. I'm glad I can get on YouTube and say, why I left organized religion. Why I left Jericho. Oh, hallelujah. Why I come out and why I'm going up. Why I'm going to possess gates. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wind up going around 13 times. And the divine protocol was the priests take that ark, the word on their shoulders, and the folks follow along behind them. They don't shout, they don't jump, they don't write their own private commentaries, they don't get on Facebook. They just march and keep their mouth shut. Boy, it's a good thing I wasn't in there. It'd have been hard for me. But here they come around on day seven and the seventh time, which was the 13th time total. And then God said, shout with a voice. And here was the gates. Here was the wall. 15 foot over here was another wall. Wide, so spaced apart, they could have chariot races on top of them. And here her house is right on top of the wall. Mama, we're going to be okay? Yep, sure are, honey. I've got that rope out. Now, when you think about it, the Bible calls it a thread. So the miracle to me was not just that she was saved, but how was I able to get down on a thread? You see, God does things in such a way that it makes no sense. I mean, we think a great big old gigantic rope. That ain't what the Bible says. The Bible says it was a little thing. I was going to get a rope tonight and die it and bring it up. I thought, no, that would not be the right type. It's something that's so small, something that seems so insignificant. And God says, hang it out your window. Oh, children, let them laugh. Let them make fun. Let them ridicule. Keep your token on display. Because before long, the bombs are going to come flying from Russia. Oh, my, but they won't get you. They won't get you. You're already got. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're already in the arms of Jehovah. Oh, praise God. Whew, you imagine old Rahab. Mm-hmm. Boy, she must have been really exceptional, excited that day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all ready? Well, Mama, I think so. I don't know what, what, ready for what. Well, I don't know exactly, but I can feel it in my bones. Deliverance is coming. Amen. Them gates is fixing to be possessed. I've done got the gate of my past. I done whooped that last night. I done got the gate of my ignorance of being whatever I was. I was an Amorite, no hope, no chance. Look what I turned out to be, a prostitute on the street. But I laid that down last night as well. I ain't, I'm, I ain't the same I was. I possessed that gate and that gate and that gate. When them old boys come through after a while, we're going to go out of here. But mama, how? I don't know. And all of a sudden, 
And them rocks went shaking. So like Los Angeles well one of these days. And her house upon the wall. Mama, mama, mama! Don't worry, honey. Have faith. Them preachers said they had that message of that prophet. Come on now. They said if we do what they say, they're saying what he said. And he said what he said. So if he said what he said, then he said what they said, and they said what he said, and they all saying the same thing? It just comes in a prophet form, evangelist form, teacher form, pastor form, whatever. But they're saying the same thing. And that's why the Spirit and the bride say, come. Amen. And whosoever will, let them come and drink of the water fly freely. And the windows and the doors. Mama, mama! Don't worry, honey. The token's applied. So COVID's shaking. The nations are rocking. Politics. Don't worry, children. The token's applied. When COVID passes, we'll still be standing. But Brother Donnie, I'm going through the office thinking my life everywhere. You don't understand. You don't understand. I may not, but I understand the power of a token. I understand the power of a token. It can keep you when it seems impossible. Don't run and take it in. Don't run and take it in. Oh, oh maybe, maybe I've done wrong. Leave it. Leave it. But what if this is wrong? What if this is wrong? They'll know who I am. They'll know. Let them know. Amen. This is your safety. Yes, sir. All of a sudden. They ain't got a dozer big enough. Can you imagine affecting a city eight and nine acres in perimeter? And all of a sudden they go to moving. And her house is like it's on an airlift elevator. A big gigantic airbag. Oh. I felt like a feather mattress. Come on, children. Let's possess the gates. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. And here come them men and them preachers. And they said, Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready to leave? What about it, preacher brothers? That's what we're going to do, ain't it? Y'all ready to go? Y'all ready to take your land? You got to lay aside your gates of your past. You got to lay aside the gates of all those things that hinder you. Whew. Here she come into the camp. This one fella, he got to saying, that is a nice sister right there. So I said, oh, do you know what she was? He said, I like the way you said that. Was. God allowed her to fall in love with a great, mighty general. Amen. Praise be to God. And here you were, wretched and lost. And he already fell in love with you. We couldn't love him right, but he got a hold of our hearts. And when he did, we just got plumb silly. <laughs> you know how boys and girls do when they like one another. I'm, you know how they act? Well, some of y'all remember how you did, don't you? Well, shame on you if you still don't act that way. They just act plumb foolish. A boy getting around a girl and a girl getting around a boy. I mean, they, 
you know, just whatever their deal is. And they just, they, you know, what in the world is the matter with them? They call it love. And you got around Jesus and you were so nervous and this all that you just do. I love him so much. I just, and your mama say, be careful. You don't know him that well. Be careful. You just say, I know mama. I believe it was a marriage made in heaven. Let me tell you something, Brad. Jesus is your soulmate. A soul of God that was in God before the foundation of the world. What gates do you need to possess tonight in your life? Will there be obstacles to the will? Will you have to fight? You will. But you're more than conquerors. You're more than conquerors. Lord Jesus, for whatever reason, for the last few weeks, Lord, you've just been leading me down this simple, simple faith path to preach on these heroes. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to go away from it. I'm just going to follow you until you say it's time to Go another way. I don't know about anybody else, but I have been so blessed. I've been so blessed. Only you can take a Bible story that we have heard for decades of our life, and you can make it so real and so new. And there's parts of it, it's like we've never even heard it before. We love you so much, Jesus. I pray tonight, Father, that you'd help each one of us the gates that are in our lives. It may be a gate of financial bondage. We can let that gate hold us captive in our minds and in our fear. We think, well, it's the end, it's the end. Or we can look at it and say, it's the end of this bondage. God's going to deliver me of this. I don't know how, but I believe He will. Help us to see, Lord, it's going to be one way or the other. We can see the world. It's at the end time. They're scared to death. The nations of the world, Lord, they're trembling. They don't know what to do. They don't know which way to turn. And we can get under that spirit if we wish to. Or we can get under the spirit of jubilee and freedom and peace. Even though our minds may be raging, there's peace down inside of our soul. Peace like a river. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I choose freedom, Lord. I choose peace. I have a right. I have a right tonight. I can choose bondage. I can choose lies. I can choose whatever. Well, if I can, I choose peace. I choose freedom. I choose healing. Hallelujah. Rahab chose not the end, but a new beginning. She could have gotten into that fear. Oh, just kill me now. Just kill me now. I'm not worthy. I'm low down. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Just go ahead and take my life. Don't let me, don't let me go with the way that the rest of them could. Just go ahead and kill me now. But she didn't ask for death. She asked the messengers for life. I choose life tonight. 
I choose to live in this troubled age of victorious, overcoming life. Praise God. Anybody in here with me? Willing to say, Lord, I choose the same thing. I choose peace. I choose healing. I choose deliverance. I choose freedom. Glory to God. If you've got enough courage in who you are, just speak to that old devil that likes to torment you and hang around you. And just tell him, devil, I choose life. I choose peace. I choose Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not going with the world. I'm not dying like an animal. I'm not going to be atomic fodder. I'm going to be bread on the master's table. I'm the wife of God. Praise God. Praise God. Tell me, Happy Valley, what are y'all going to choose tonight? What do you want? What do you choose? You choose to live under fear, under bondage, or do we choose life, health, healing, power, deliverance, joy? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sing something for us, Harry. Thank you, Lord. Healing is here. Healing is here. Healing is here. Believe it. My healing is here. Healing is here. Healing is here. And I
can't stay any longer. Your perfect love is casting out fear.
What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name
people today on this earth chose to use that name as a byword? How many people chose to use that word and form it into their curse words today? Why? They chose to. I choose to worship that name. And I'll go ahead and tell you before I get to it. The prophet said we have got the key to every gate that Satan puts in front of us. He said that key is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. What is that? It's the rod in your hand. Remember the prophet saying about Moses? As long as Moses had the rod, God had it. God give you the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, you say these other people out here use it too. It ain't the same as his wife using it. Y'all can say Donnie Reagan all day long. Well, then that woman says, I'm Donnie Reagan's wife. It's different than you saying it. You can say it all you want to. Well, I know Donnie Reagan. He's an acquaintance of mine or he's a friend of mine. But if she's got the proper identification, she can go into the bank. If she ain't got a check, she can write a check on me. If there's anything there, take it out. She can take it out. Why? Me and her are one. And when the bride stands there, she's not just repeating some words. She is in his name. Hallelujah to God. Oh, don't you love him tonight, children? Why would we choose death? Why would we choose sorrow? Why would we choose sickness and suffering when he's here tonight for us? God's provided way. Oh, can we just worship him? Oh, they're, they're getting ready for a baptism. Let's just worship just a little bit more before they come out. My, I hope you enjoyed the words tonight. I hope it was a blessing to you. Just a little simple thought. But, uh, praise God. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Let's just worship him a little bit, can we? Praise be to God. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Praise God. This is Brother Silas Benton. He wants to come tonight and take the most wonderful name he can take. Hallelujah. Will you all pray with me? Lord Jesus, my little brother comes to you, and we know it's such a blessing to you that no one should ever hinder the coming of a child to our Lord Jesus, because he accepts them all. Lord, he comes to you humbly and, and, and very peaceably, Lord, and he wants to take your name. And now, as I pray with him and lay hands on him, Lord, I ask that the whole body of Christ, Lord, within the sound of my voice, join in with me and pray for this young man. Lord, 
We ask that the promise that comes along with this, this action that he's taking, Lord, we ask that the promise be fulfilled tonight. As I lay hands on him and we all pray together in one voice and one accord, Lord, we ask that you fill him with your spirit. Don't just pour it out on him, but pour it in him, Lord. We ask you to give him wisdom and strength. I ask you to give him that, that joy and that peace that his namesake had when he was in jail and bonds, Lord. I ask my old brother Silas, Lord, have wisdom to walk through the darkness of this world and to come out victorious on the other side and have a testimony of coming to you as a child and being received into the kingdom. Lord, we thank you for everything you've done here tonight, Lord. So many miracles have taken place here tonight, Lord. We know it by faith that it's a dream. Lord, we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Praise God. Your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You never know. Well, the last one's coming in. Might be a little fellow like that. Or oh, you say, they can't know nothing about the supernatural. Really? Well, don't you tell one of the little sisters that was here just a few services ago, one of the little sisters that come here to the church, and she told her mama, after church mama, there was a man clothed in white standing up on the platform. I said, did you see him, mama? Did you see him? He's among us, friends. Jesus is here with us. He sends His angels here to help us. They're here to strengthen you, give you what you need for this journey. Break through your gates, Rahab. Break through your past. Rise. Claim your inheritance. Praise be to God. God bless you. Let's pray together. Lord, it's been wonderful to be in your presence tonight. Wonderful, Lord, to hear the songs of Zion. Hear the Word of God, the Word of life. See what you've done. I believe, Lord, that you touched many people's hearts here tonight. No doubt those that are streaming as well. Lord, we pray that you'd go with us now and bring us back on Sunday if it'd be pleasing to you. We ask you, Father, that you would just have your way in our lives. Help us, Lord God, that from this night it'll change something in us. Lord, that we will realize much of what we go through in life. We have actually the power to be able to choose. Lord, Caleb and Joshua, it wasn't just that they were elected. Yes, that was it. But the Bible says there was another spirit in them. Another spirit in them. Even though Caleb being the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, from Esau, from Edom, an Edomite, a Kenizzite, but he became part of the tribe of Judah. No doubt he had to break through that family tie of a Kenizzite. And they'd come around and say, who are you of? He'd have to say, first birth or second birth? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, people say, well, I know that old boy. He used to drink and run around and do this. And they said, hey, that was the old man. But the old man is dead. He ain't alive no more. Now I'm of the tribe of Judah. Praise God. Go with us now, Lord God. Bring healing, bring deliverance. We love you tonight. We're going to go ahead and give you praise right now. Father, some may feel worse. 
But we want to be like that man was that come to the prophet. He prayed for him and told him he was going to be well. The man had arthritis all through his body. He went home, kept testifying to the grace of God, what was going to happen. His wife said, honey, don't you think you're bringing a reproach? Don't you think you're bringing a reproach in what we're standing for? He said, how can I keep from praising God? That man never knew me. He called my name. He told me this and that. And the prophet said when he was sitting there locked up and couldn't even hardly move, testifying of the power of God, the Spirit of God hit him. And he jumped out in the middle of the floor and started running around and around in his house. Why? He possessed the gates of arthritis. Hallelujah. And you're the same Lord Jesus tonight. Go with your people now, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. And the saints said, well, hallelujah. And the saints said, amen, hallelujah, amen. Saints going to the-